This is the Sensitive Matters Podcast, a podcast bringing empaths, perceptive people, creatives, unique projects, and sensitive matters into the spotlight. Join us for meaningful conversations that inspire and have the power to gently create awareness around sensitive and important matters such as mental health, conscious consumerism, sexuality, spirituality, ethical business, and much more. I am Christina Zipperlin, founder of the ethical jewelry brand Ananda Soul. I'm a highly sensitive human who values community, creative and spiritual exploration, and ways to make a positive impact. I'm also a psychology student and mental health and LGBTQIA advocate. We're tuning in from the magical island of Bali, where I've lived for over 12 years and is the home of my jewelry company that strengthens and gives back to the local community. Thank you for joining us for these conversations as we, together, explore sensitive matters. And now, enjoy the episode. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Sensitive Matters. This podcast is brought to you and made possible by Ananda Soul Jewelry. I created Ananda Soul in Bali over 12 years ago to offer heartfelt, intentional jewelry that works with the community I grew to know and love on the island that has become my home. Ananda brings creativity, respect for Balinese ritual, and a wish to give back to the local community to everything we do. To learn more about our story, ethics, and to receive $15 of your first order when you sign up for a newsletter, head over to anandasoul.com. Hello and welcome to Sensitive Matters. Today we have with us a very special human and also one of my dearest friends, Cad Dawes. She is known as a performance philosopher, author, and spiritual coach, but most of all, she's known for bringing us all more into the present and teaches ancient mindfulness teachings in a contemporary, approachable way that's fun and feels like a game. Kat is also the author of the book, The Time and Space Contract, and has traveled the world inspiring individuals to be more present and live the lives they love. Kat Dawes, welcome to Sensitive Matters. Oh, thank you for having me. Amazing, Christina. <laughs> yeah, good to be here. Yeah, I love that we get to yeah. get about the things we love. Yeah. Do you want to take a few breaths together to kind of drop into the space? Into yeah. Our bodies? Yeah. yeah. So just getting comfortable. Anybody that's listening, if it's safe and comfortable to close your eyes, you're welcome to do that as well. And landing here in the space, in this now, as Kat would say. And feeling our sit bones, our thighs, our feet. Becoming aware of the breath and how it just breathes ourselves. There's nothing we need to do about that. 
becoming aware of our hearts, beating just on their own. Taking a breath down into the belly, doing all the magic that happens there every day. Pulling the nutrients into our precious system so that we can do things like being here today. And trusting that whatever comes through here today is exactly what is meant to be in this space. We'll land in the right ears and minds and hearts and bodies. And taking one more deep breath wherever it wants to go most right now. And exhale. Whenever you feel ready, you're welcome to open your eyes. <laughs> Glorious. Yeah. Let's jump right in. So one of your biggest creation is called Nowism, right? And I'd love to hear in your own words what the big deal is about this whole now thing the present thing like why is it so important to be in the moment hmm. yeah it's a good question and i think it's a very poignant time in human history where the present moment the now really needs better marketing <laughs> we're very future orientated we're very ambitious we're leaning towards the next moment and often really missing this one and alternatively we sometimes hang out in the past a lot too we have like regrets and these sort of like these memories that can really pollute the present moment and the truth is that life really is happening now 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 and and in a the context of manifestation and creating a really beautiful future the quality of the present moment is actually really flavoring the manifestations of the future. And so when I really worked this out and, you know, I read the books, went to the seminars, got the T-shirt, the stood on my head, did all the things, you know, I, I realized that um, in order to truly be present in this culture where it's coming at you from news feeds and magazines and TVs and billboards and gossip. And it's like, we're in this sort of a, a war zone of distraction. Then you've got the media. I like to call it the media ocrity and all the things that are sort of polluting the, the mental atmosphere of humanity in order to really stay present is actually a really, like it's a big muscle to flex. Hence why I, I, I knew for me that in order to stay present with all of these moments now, 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 and not to mention the 70,000 thoughts we have a day, which is neuroscientists are saying is somewhere between 70 and maybe 60,000, give or take a few, like in order to truly stay present, I was going to have to play a game because it's too easy for life to happen 
to you during the day. And we have these really good intentions. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be expanded. I'm going to be unbotherable. I'm going to laugh out loud today. I'm going to be the best me. But then you get that text message or you hear that thing or you get smashed with another bunch of emails. And, you know, like the, this motoring forwards is, is just everywhere. And so it's so easy to forget to be present. And therefore, I knew for me, and I'm an entertainer originally, like a, I love entertainment. I believe that entertainment is the greatest educator. And for me, I was going to need mindfulness practice to be sort of really compelling and engaging and, and lighthearted, actually, you know, really like of levity and playfulness. And so that is how, you know, being in the now um, came to me. And yeah, it's been a real pleasure to sort of be all about that. Actually, it's a, it's a well sought after topic these days. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And as you mentioned, much needed because um, you spoke to a few things is the outside world and, you know, our biology itself tends to be skewed in one direction. And then the, the world and the upbringing yeah. seems to rather strengthen in that direction, right? Like make sure you've, you've worried enough today and, and yeah. like double, triple checked everything. And um, yeah, yeah, rather than, than, I know you always say flexing the muscle like in the other direction and it genuinely feels that way, which sometimes, and, and you and I have worked together. And so I, you know, I've, I, how to say it, like, it's, it's not, oh, I know the struggle, but it's sometimes not easy to, you know, if it, if the muscle is strengthened in a certain direction of, of specific worries, it, mm -hmm. it feels like almost pulling a magnet in the opposite direction. Yeah. And, and that whole concept of reprogramming our thoughts, right? The 70, 80,000 yeah. thoughts that you just mentioned, if they have been going into a certain direction, what are some of the tools that you've seen work that help pull the magnet kind of in, in the direction we yeah. want them to go? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It's the ultimate question question I guess like because there is the distraction is real um the first thing for me is the the deep cellular decision to commit to this practice because if it's not important and if we don't contemplate why it's really important to look after the quality of vibration meaning emotion um, look after the quality of the commentary that we're having, if we don't have a actual legitimate reason to raise that quality control department in the mind, then it's it's a nice intention, but highly unlikely to succeed because of all the very well rehearsed worst case scenarios that we mm -hmm. are in looping patterns with. And so for me, the first one is, you know, we talk about taking a vow to now, and that is to really rest in a journal and to contemplate why it matters. And for me, the vibration matters because I know that the vibe becomes matter ultimately, like the laws of the universe manifestation, this, this type of um, concept and this, this um, universal law is legitimately responding to the now to now to now broadcasts that we are putting out there. And so if, we really, really knew 
that we're creating reality and that every single thought, every single feeling matters, meaning it makes matter eventually through, through sustained and maintained patterning, then we would put a huge quality control on that. And so one of the first things that I recommend individuals who start to work with me or take an interest in Taoism is to really check in with, do you truly believe that your thoughts and your vibe matters? And if the answer is yes, then, then we can start to really play with some of the actual techniques. But the first one is that, that real like, is this really a priority? Because it's just mm -hmm. so easy to get just distracted. You know, and then so then following that, after you take your vow to now and you you decide like, yeah, this this really does matter. And I'm going to do everything that I can to put a fine tooth comb through my consciousness and, and at least attempt to be more about possibilities than problems. It's very easy for us to be about problems. It's very easy to talk to yourself about why you want to change, what needs to change, how come it hasn't changed yet, the difficulty in that. Like we're, we're in a, um, a deficit lack-based culture a lot of the time. So, so being about possibilities and being about potential means to really get interested in that. And to be, you know, we, we have a, um, a rule in Taoism that, and the first rule is, is that the currency in your universal game of life is your attention. You pay attention. And when you pay attention, thoughts spring up. And then, and then according to the quality of the thought, you have a feeling arise as well, an emotion, a vibration. And so if the currency is your attention and you're noticing things and you're like, well, what are you most interested in? And so, and again, this is really a, a journaling practice. That a lot of Taoism is a contemplation momentum so that you have a new um, system of priority. That, that shifts in you over time so that you really stop sweating the small stuff, decide to respond instead of react. You know, when something inconvenient happens, there's a plot twist, you're, you know, maybe it's something to do with your, your jewelry people, the production, like whatever, like there's, there's something that falls through. That's the moment where you really have this little moment of, of consciousness of are you going to react? or respond. And the response is what Taoism is all about. So we look for the gifts in the challenge. We talk about uh, reframing if it's really difficult, you know, even though this really sucks and I feel really triggered by this right now, I like knowing that it's temporary and that things are going to move mm -hmm. on. You know, there's, there's a, a lot of um, different prompts that we use in Taoism to assist us to have better quality conversations, even if you are in pain or there is an, a legit challenge. Because as you know so well, that there, there really are like things going on in life that are, are tricky to, you know, feel good about. But through focusing on Taoism techniques, you really can learn to alchemize or alkalize the, mm -hmm. a, a toxic momentum <clears throat> and at least look for a gift in it or at least what's the upgrade? What do I need to become? And mm -hmm. so this is where Taoism really begins is the number one, is it, is it a priority? And do you truly believe that as you think and you feel that that matters? And then second of all, the art of catching yourself out before a reaction kicks in mm -hmm. and looking into what is a higher response to this? Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that you're speaking to the emotion as well, because um, 
there's a few things that came up when you, when you were just speaking. There's one element that I know a lot of people that hear about manifestation or affirmation, like those words are floating around a lot, right? And so there's the thing of like, oh my God, I can't have one bad thought because then, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll attract the bad thing. Um, yeah. And even as I'm saying that, right, my body tenses up and I'm, I'm noticing like the, ah! and yeah. to really honor the, the power of what we, the power of us, yeah. really. And yeah. it comes, it comes to that decision, right? Of like, oh yeah, I'm, it's something I believe that it matters because, you know, maybe not everybody does and that's perfectly fine. But if you're like, oh yeah, I'm aware that what I think does create my reality. Um, how do you address that fear that might come up in some people like, oh my God, I just had that thought and now it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's a great question. I think that that is the, the perfect example of how, you know, the, the commercialization of manifestation, of affirmation, mm -hmm. these spiritual practice, even gratitude journals and stuff like there is a, there is definitely a commercialization, which by the way, is not all negative. I love that it's become household, you know, and at least, at least there is an awareness at least. And even if it's just the first bit of a really big conversation, at least it's entering the mainstream, but the, you know, the, um, one thing to remember about manifestation is that it's not about every thought manifesting straight away. What it is is about the average energy, your average focus, your average style of thinking and feeling that matters. Mm -hmm. So that's why every thought matters and every moment counts because it's all adding to your average vibration. <laughs> and so if something happens and it's negative or you have a spontaneous sort of like inner spiritual tantrum of sorts and you know you, you sort of lash out for a minute fear not it's not you we have this with this sort of pleasure of a buffer of time before things manifest thank goodness we're not quite at the harry potter level because <laughs> then it would be chaos right it would be like winning losing winning losing like it would just be like all over the shop um, but there is, this is the, this is that honor system that we're talking about is, is to practice enough to get into a, a comfortable um, sort of momentum of best case scenarios, being about possibilities more than problems. Problems arise and you're going to have negative thoughts. It's okay. But I think everyone can relate to perhaps whether it's not yourself, then a person in your life that just seems to have a negative commentary about just about everything. Like they can even, you know, find, find a problem with a rainbow. Like, oh yeah, it means that, you know, it's going to rain. Like, you know, so there's, there is a habit of thinking that mm -hmm. really matters here. And I think that that's, that's a really great discernment of what it really means to manifest is to mm -hmm. raise your average energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you mention, you know, how a lot of us have those kinds of pe people in our lives or, you know, even when you're saying it, I, I know I sometimes I see myself in that at times. And, and if I if I go into really asking and that's what's been so powerful about doing this work, it's really watching my thoughts and becoming yes. honest with myself, but also becoming kind with myself, right? Of yes. like, why would I right now be naysaying whatever is happening? And there's there's something 
weirdly soothing. And then I'm like, oh, wow, there's something weirdly soothing. So I'm actually looking for soothing right now. But do I, does it actually work? Does this actually make me feel better right now? Absolutely not. All right. Because um, I'm a very like logical and practical person. And so anything that's, um, you know, the, the term spiritual bypassing pops to mind, but like anything that kind of overrides what, what I'm seeing in my reality is tricky for me. And so I kind of had to, in a way, gamified for myself as well. Like one, to really decide that this is something that I'm realizing is happening. And something that really helped me as well was to understand the biology component of it, of like, oh, my brain is going to be programmed to always look for danger. And so I'm like, okay, that makes complete sense to me. And there's another part of my brain that has superpowers that can visualize things right that can mm-hmm. imagine things and yes you spoke i'd love to hear you speak about that more the imagining piece of like being deliberate about it mm-hmm. um because the worry element it's almost like it it wasn't a choice because it's it's planted in there some is yeah. trained but some is biology and and to then really be like no 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 i'm gonna come up with something and um I hear you fully on the on the contemplation, what, however that works for people, right? Journaling is great because yeah. it slows us down so much and we really yeah. like see what we're thinking. But it's that moment of actually realizing, oh, this is what I'm doing right now. And it's trained on and it's not really working. And mm-hmm. that moment of like, but I do have a choice. It doesn't feel yeah. quite natural yet, maybe, but I do mm-hmm. have a choice. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's a few things that I want to say about it. The first one is, is that um, our character, our character traits are built over time. So, for instance, if you have um, some circumstances from the past where, you know, you're standing in front of a school auditorium and you had to recite a thing and then you just, like, lose it, right? There's a boy or a girl in the front row that you've got a crush on and you're like, and you just can't think straight and then suddenly like you just you just cannot. And, and then you have this like a, a huge emotional like response in your body and then maybe like people start snickering in the audience. And so now like you can cultivate a level of doubt from a heightened emotional event like this, right? Then you walk down the timeline again and then maybe something similar but different happens and then oh it sort of loads and codes this doubt into you and then and so then you start to think oh yeah I'm not really good enough like I can't handle like speaking in front of people or I'm messy with my words like I'm just embarrassing and so and these like this builds up over time and we have this layered effect where when we have a rehearsal of a certain train of thought due to real events that meant something to us, elevated emotions, very powerful, then over time you're, you're not just somebody who had a one embarrassing moment, you now become a person who has self-doubt. You become a doubtful person. You, ha- you become an unworthy sort of human. And so these personality traits are, are built up and literally rehearsed by us over time and so and this is why it's so difficult to change too is because there is a layered effect 
mm-hmm. and we rehearse them and accidentally we don't want to but it's just like they start to loop they become very meaningful and then the neural network starts to fire and wire in that certain pattern and it gets very strong and then it's autopilot you don't even need to think about being unworthy you just are to yourself and so that's playing out in the background now here's the really interesting thing about biology is that if you've been that person for so long and then you decide you know what I want to become more confident like I want to practice some nowism I want to do this this process be in this game I'm going to start to shift and lift my interiority and so you make the decision right so then in the nowness of the moment when you have the unworthiness start to bubble up. You can feel this, the dread or the, the lack or whatever it is. And then you can hear yourself saying, like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I've never been able to do this. And, and so then, then your conscious mind, your nowism in a now ninja, catches you out and says, this is the moment, right? And instead of reacting, you're going to respond with it with a new dialogue about being confident and that I'm on my way to changing this and and I feel really good about this and good on me for going for it. In that moment, the chemistry of your entire physiology wants you to activate the emotions of unworthiness because you're addicted to that personality trait. And so we go to like change it and it happens all the time, but it doesn't feel real, Kat. Like I'm saying these confident things, but it's like, it's not real. It's like, yeah, because you're just really good at being unworthy. And so when we go to change, we have to treat it like a drug addiction, that whether you, your conscious mind doesn't want to feel unworthy, your conscious mind doesn't want to feel lack, right? But if you're used to worrying about money and coming from a poor family and always chasing and always scrambling for the next dollar, when you go to shift that, Everything in you is addicted to the old pattern. And so this is why it's oh, it's difficult to, to make that transformation because we have to like literally go against the physiology, you know. Mm-hmm. And but the good news is, is that if you do catch it out and interrupt the pattern, in that very moment, you start to prune the synaptic connections that are trying to be the old you that's predictable, that's comfortable, that comfortable in your unworthiness, comfortable in your lack. In that moment when you catch it out and you like, you know, I've decided something here and you interrupt that pattern, mm-hmm. everything in you like freaks out for a bit because you're pruning that synaptic mm-hmm. connection and then you start to fire and wire in a very weak way at, in the beginning, honestly, but you're firing and wiring this, this new momentum and it takes mm-hmm. practice, it takes like commitment and discipline and you, you have to stick with it long enough that it actually like gets under your skin and then, and then it, instead of it being a practice eventually you just have a higher response to life mm-hmm. and so but I love that you brought up the physiology of it because it's honestly why a lot of people give up on this practice because they go to change something and they're like it's not real like I legitimately feel sad I legitimately am feeling lack and mm-hmm. so now I'm going to lie to myself like is this spiritual bypassing and this is where we like it's muddy water right we have to check in like is there more to explore in this myopic thought form or this mediocre opinion that you have about yourself? Do you need to explore that and understand where that comes from more? And there's value in that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But if you know it's just a habit of a negative focus and it's not serving you, then you got to get your now out eventually. And Mm -hmm. that's where this practice really like turns up a notch because 
you're going against your chemistry in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And as you were just describing that, you know, having certain patterns that are trained on that, that are, well, not even just trained on that have become like physiology in our brains. Yeah. It, it has something of like, you know, even if, it, if a situation is less than ideal, like let's say our upbringing and, and, um, yeah. You know, even in some extreme cases, like in abusive homes, and, and you right. see the patterns in people that why do they feel drawn to recreating that in their lives? And yeah. as you were just describing that, it, in a way, something clicked for me how I said, oh, it's it's weirdly soothing to think a certain way. Like, it actually truly is because, it one, it feels yeah. like truth of like, that is how it's always been. So it, it, it's like, it feels like a law. Of, that's how the world works. Right. And also it feels like home. Like, that's, that's yeah. just... So there is that soothing element and then to really understand, but that is physically created, like the neurons have been shaped in my brain. So yes, there is truth to that, but that also means other homes, quote unquote, can be created by kind of like leaning in that other direction as clumsy as it feels, but it it really does then take that commitment, right? The, I'm going to do it over and over and over and and I'll notice yeah. okay that old place feels like home but I'm I'm trying to move I'm trying to yeah. create a new home yeah. yeah we have a game in the nowism curriculum like where you evict yourself from the comfort zone because mm-hmm. that's what that chemistry is it's it mm-hmm. is it is predictable it is reliable I get to be good old reliable me banging around in the stuff that I don't love but but subconsciously love the familiar space mm-hmm. and so to evict yourself from the comfort zone is really like this this like throwing yourself in a completely different direction and allowing yourself to unhook from the past because all of that is actually the past active in the present moment and mm-hmm. so you know and this is why we talk about it being like a gym you got to go to the vibrational gym and do the reps and if you do the reps for long enough you'll eventually you know, it, it'll strengthen the muscle. But at first it's like learning a script. You've got to just learn the words. They don't feel real. Mm-hmm. But you say, it's like lying to yourself. If you lie to yourself for long enough, you start to believe the lie, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. so this like learning a new script, you know, um, you know I'm, I'm moving towards greater days. I love that I'm interested in my consciousness. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing a good job. Like mm-hmm. to just learn a softer, more friendly conversation. Once you understand and learn a few of the words, then then you can yeah. start to work on the on the feeling tonality that matches that. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love absolutely always have how you play with words. Like there's genius in that. And I I want to dive more into into the game and some of the mm-hmm. the words and concepts you've created um there's one one more thing that came up as we were just speaking and it's a bit more even more in that direction of you know what if something happened in our lives that that created a truth and in my work I work a lot with trauma and it's quite a hip word that floats around these days as well and um you know it's good that it's that it is receiving the attention Mm-hmm. Finally, for people that are that are dealing with traumatic events that have happened in their lives, how how does that play in? You know, if there's there's something that genuinely is like 
wounded. It's it, it, yeah. it it's beyond. Oh, that's an unpleasant pattern, and I would like to shift yeah. out of it. How can somebody yeah. who's dealing with that can attend to it enough while still healing into a direction that feels nurturing and and positive? Yeah, yeah it's a great question, and it's a it's a sticky area, right? Like the mm-hmm. there's a lot of trauma in this world and a lot of people experiencing very uncool things and also you know perception amplifies the things like you know if you're a kid and you know you turn around and your mum's not there you feel abandoned mm-hmm. she's like she's around the corner in the aisle shopping for a thing but then suddenly you can create this huge meaning out of it right and and so but with a huge honor towards all of the spectrum of trauma there the the so and this is this is a spiritual response the human will always gravitate to no it's not fair and it's not okay Mm -hmm. and and i think it should be like that the human in us is that person that feels that pain Mm -hmm. however on a spiritual note we are living in a universal pattern that is working for us not against us the nature of life is intrinsically good it ha- it is dynamic it is creative it's powerful it is expanded so when we disengage from the specifics for a minute and go to the general pattern of life that life is working for us not against us and that there is always a gift in circumstances conditions then so from from that context right and context is important because your context of where you live from determines your perception if you're waking up in a friendly universe this is part of the game of nowism we wake up in a friendly universe knowing that it works for us not against us that's a context to live from so if you live from that context then even if somebody like smashes their their car door into your car because you're living in a friendly universe that's working for you not against you you will go and look for a gift and that on some level mm-hmm. now so so then when we when we talk about trauma and the things that happen to us to in order to make it useful w- where i come from with this is that trauma challenge pain these are all initiations some of the most profound humans in in human history come from the most diabolically bad circumstances and conditions but the ones who managed to reframe that pain into an initiation of a- activating the dormant superhero powers sometimes it's about becoming a messenger of hope for people who are experiencing a similar circumstance we have the capacity to let the the um those traumatic moments really be the thing that gives us wings mm-hmm. and but again this is a more graceful conversation to be had from the spiritual realm than in the trenches with the human mm-hmm. because it's not okay and it's and the mm-hmm. things that happen are like so traumatic mm-hmm. but it's almost like nowism gives you simultaneous awareness you got to be honest with how you feel you throw your toys have the tantrum do all the things mm-hmm. but then it's like simultaneously there is a part of you that knows that you signed up for the time and space gig you came here to activate your gifts your talents your capacities 
He came here to experience the contrast of have and have not and up and down and all of the things. And so there's there's almost like a part of you that smiles at all mm-hmm. of it, like mm-hmm. the pain included, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah. so for anyone out there who's experienced a great trauma and is wondering what to do with that, how can you really move forwards without that really polluting every present moment, then I recommend reframing it and look into the transformational value that that can give you. Mm-hmm. And it often has to do with what do I need to become now in order to move past the trigger or the memory or the, mm-hmm. the trauma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a big conversation. It's a really big conversation. Yeah. And um, there's a few things that, that come to mind because – you know, you, you and I have known each other for a long time. You know, you know my story. Um, and the, the last couple of years have been very, very challenging for me, as you are aware. Some of our listeners might not in the details. However, when I when I came to you and and we just recently started working again, you said something that um, that was really soothing, in a sense of. You know, it's it's the right time. It's the right time that I that I have a glimpse of it again. And as I was going right. through kind of the darkness, darkness of it, it would have been too far of a stretch. I would have been like, come on, cat, like don't don't come. Like that is it's almost like too positive. However, yeah. I know what would have been helpful in the depth of it is like a fraction of like even just one degree direction of okay what what is what is it what do I want it to feel like when I'm out of this you know and it would have been like I'm safe I can remotely see hope and something positive and um you know and that you probably know know where I'm getting to. It's like the what is accessible to me right now in this moment right. that doesn't feel fake, that doesn't yes. feel like I'm, yeah. you know, yeah, just making it's something a, up. Yeah, it's a it's a really good question, and I, I think that there is there's one energy in particular that's a total game changer, and that is willingness. Mm-hmm. And so, for individuals who mm-hmm. are absolutely in the trenches of the worst of the worst right now. I recommend that if you have the energy to participate in your consciousness, in your thinking, in your feeling, that you may take to a journal and just actually talk to yourself about, you know, I I do not have the answers, but mm-hmm. I'm willing to find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I although I and this is a reframe thing too, even though this feels so hard and feels permanent i like to imagine that it's temporary yeah and even if you can just soften the you know how when you're in the depths of despair it feels like eternity it feels like you are literally parked on the the eternal nature of this damnation and it's never going to get better mm-hmm. like that is that is like one of those it's a dark space right and so there's, there's a few things, but the, the willingness, the energy of that, that willingness to, well, what if there is something beyond how it seems? Just the contemplation of that, mm-hmm. 
can put a crack in the certainty of the eternal damnation. Yeah. You know, and yeah, but as you said, it's like you have to be in the vicinity of asking those questions in order to get into a new momentum. Mm-hmm. And and that is timing, you know, like it is there's there is like being in the dark is like a germination for a seed. You know, like it's, there are gifts in it, not for your surface mind. No, you, all you want to do is get out of it, but there are gifts, but they come later. And so trusting that there is timing and you can only trust, like if you're listening right now and you're in the vicinity of your answers, then you can, you can trust things are temporary. Things move on. Like the chapter does change, but if you're in it, you're in it, but don't worry. Life is Life is a movement forwards with or without your agreement on that. Yeah. It, just, it just is, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, but willing, willingness being the major energy there. Yeah. And then also imagination. So um, if you are in the vicinity of a few answers or at least hope, I always recommend instead of like trying to do the, well, I am on my way. I am going to make it like the I am is like it's really really abrasive to someone who's just in this vulnerable soft like space but what we can do is start to access the imaginarium what if this got easier what if I am moving on what if this is actually the beginning of of a great understanding what if what if this actually became a great gift in the larger story of my life what if this was really where i'm meant to be right now what if what if what if and what if is such a powerful thing honestly in our culture people what if in the negative direction what if it doesn't work out what if i don't make it what if it's like you're using your superior powers to rehearse your worst case scenarios but if you have the space and the softness with you to just start what ifing in a positive momentum, then that can start to let the light in as well. What if? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I can feel, you know, the my body relaxing. Also, as you spoke to the, the temporary element. And yes. it, it's funny, like when, when I'm going through like the depth of the depth of something dark and somebody comes to me like, oh, you know, honey, it's a gift. I get angry, right? In that moment, I get angry because I know because there's there's something in me that is convinced that this is the truth right now and it is permanent and it will forever be there. And it is like, why in the world would this be happening to me? And so in that moment, like that is too far of a stretch, but can I make friends with the fact that maybe it isn't permanent? And I'm, And then my body goes like, Oh, that feels really nice to imagine that maybe it isn't permanent. And so then that's, you know, that might like tiptoe me out of that hole. And then absolutely, like depending on, on, on what it is, right? Like what comes to mind, my mom passed away when I was 18. That took me years to get to a point to say, actually, the fact that that happened in a way, as much as I miss her, was a gift. Like I am a stronger, more here person for it. But, you know, that took me probably a decade at least to, to feel yeah. at peace, to, to acknowledge that. And then there's, you know, there's other phases of darkness that maybe um, aren't as long, but, but still I get to the point of like, oh yeah, 
I can start to see now how that that could have yeah. like what the what the what the gift in it was. But um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a something that's um, can be soothing to, and um, <laughs> I'm engaged to a man who um, does storyboards for Hollywood for big films like Spider Man and Iron Giant and. And being a, um, interested in entertainment and storytelling, um, we have these really amazing, rich conversations about the what makes a great story, not a good story, like a really great story. And what makes a really great story is where your your lead character has it, like your lead character has to have an absolute dark moment where there is true despair. They've like lost everything they don't see a way out and something is trying to happen but they just they're denying it they're pushing against it like there is just this no way thing and then and then there's some sort of little plot twist where they they have to sort of um activate something dormant in them and face the very thing that is their number one wound or or do the absolute like crazy impossible in their eyes, like face that darkness, the shadow. And and so it's I think it's encouraging to know in, t- in the context of us incarnating, coming from eternity into time to live out a human life, to live out an exquisitely unique, brilliant human story you just you you cannot live a great story without a really really shit chapter it's the nature of this dimension and it's it is creating the contrast for your victory and so i feel like when it comes to it's funny isn't it we like to go to the movies to um witness that that very thing i was talking about like the the hero's journey like the this this character that has to face this thing and either has to change something in them or in their world or whatever and we love like opting into watching like films like that and we get this this real celebration of the human spirit and the, the possibilities but yet we we really don't want to be the lead character we don't want it to happen to us we really like have like as soon as the shift hits the fan or you experience that great loss you lose everything you know it's it's like there's there's a part of you that just does not want to be in the human design anymore and and yet we all subscribe so deeply to the the victory of when people face themselves and and have dominion over themselves and then and then have that breakthrough you know mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah it's it's the you know what comes to mind is like sometimes We'll watch a movie that makes us sob and, you know, like, it's just, and it feels so good. Like, as long as that doesn't happen in my yeah, life. Like, yeah. you know. And even, like, yeah. some people, like, my nervous system cannot handle it, but horror movies, right? Being absolutely horrified for entertainment. Yes. Like, right? And it's like, but we sign up for the whole spectrum of yeah. the human experience. We sign up for the the great love we sign up for the heartbreak mm-hmm. we we actually sign up for all of it and this is where like the some of the more eastern um, metaphysical stuff like Buddhism Hinduism that that whole sort of like you know we 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 come we have the highs and the lows but the their their sort of goal is the neutral ground like just don't buy into any right. of it like it's just it's all like you know but 
I feel yeah. like there is, I'm, I'm, you know, like I love those practices and I, and I believe that there's so much wisdom in, in stilling the mind so that we don't fly off unnecessarily. And, you know, you've heard me talk about this in our sessions, like the inflammation of interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's like my interpretation is creating suffering in me. And, and I feel like there is great wisdom in learning how to temper that a little bit but then there's there's the the romantic in me and the storyteller in me is like ah like let's have life like let's have it all mm-hmm. you know and so you know those dark chapters they happen and mm-hmm. they can feel very long you know but they they really are just a piece of a of an entire puzzle and it's helpful mm-hmm. to know that yeah in it <laughs> I know yeah. I know thanks for entertaining you know that these these darker aspects um yeah in, it's important and I'd, I'd love to i'd love to pivot a little bit um because yeah. so much about your work is about playfulness and lightness yeah. right and like yeah. and really choosing that very deliberately while acknowledging mm-hmm. yes all of that is yeah. in in the world um can you share more about you freaking genius you already dropped a few of the terms right but like what yeah. how do you what does the game look like just a little snippet and and what are sure. some of the the ideas the concepts of how how to playfully bring these yeah. ideas into our lives so good so so the the game begins that you are free will that's your name even though you think you go by the name christina in the idea sphere of the galaxy you're known as free will and you are greatly loved by so many galactic figures who know that you are chosen by omni by god source the universe to to be the ears and eyes of the universe to live out an amazing human life right and so loaded and coded inside of free will is all of the galactic powers of creation so then free will comes into linear time gets all up in earthen things and before we know it as she's marching down that timeline eventually falls asleep inside of the dream and so from the idea sphere these galactic beings are watching free will looping and recreating stuff that she really doesn't want like and and complaining and moaning about like when am I going to get that big break like why can't I just make some more money or do things that I love and they're so curious because it's like why would an all-powerful being actually choose to recreate and regurgitate like lack loss limitation fear doubt worry and so it becomes a curiosity in the galaxy and and that's when there's a lead character doctor now who who's realizes no free will's literally fallen asleep inside of the dream and is too is so distracted by you know like all of the um all of the variety that she's actually forgotten how to use her currency of her attention in a way that's super powerful so there's a quick divine intervention and he gives her a a, um, a reality creation 101 sort of like you know quick quick session a quick class on like you know don't just be throwing your attention around like that you're creating a monumental amount of um, destruction in the universe and so then he starts to introduce her to some of these concepts so number one you're you're loaded with a ally your ally is your inner now ninja your inner now ninja is that part of you that's always voting for your victory you know that part of you that 
you go to do that old habit that you really are trying to stop doing that's your now ninja that's like really like you can do it you can do it right and then on the flip side you've got these villains that live inside of you i always felt like the term negative thinking wasn't quite filthy enough like it's not doesn't doesn't explain the damage that you do from a, a perpetual negative focus so we introduced the moment terrorists who are they terrorize the moment and basically what that is is like all these negative habits the chemical component too of like being addicted to lack and loss and worry scarcity unworthiness and so we we sort of um we face the moment terrorists you learn about them you understand how they feel what they whisper in your ear that talks you out of your greatness you know, and then the and then the habits that come with that then basically in a nutshell the game is all about your job is to clock up airtime in your mind with the high vibes with with the energies that are alkaline that are transformational that are about your creativity and your possibilities instead of giving way and letting the moment terrorists continue to hijack your present moment so then you learn a bunch of tools we've got like there's various characters too like one of the everyone's favorite villains is Pro professor crastinate who's talking you into doing it tomorrow you know and then we've got like other characters like tom oro from the future who's really voting for the next moment instead of this one and then you got drew back that's stuck in the past and you know he's all about like you know record keeping and and regurgitating the way it's been and so yeah you and there's there's all sorts of characters like this there's a genie genie ross who teaches you you know how to um be in connection with your abundance. He teaches genie-rosity. Um, we've got like, there's a monkey and a cow. There's a rat. A rat is the, the newer one. It's a, the radical. It's a crumping, twerking rat that is all about, it's a whole lesson about like, try and not give a rat's ass what people think, you know? And so it's very like, but here's the thing about entertainment being a metaphysical like style of teaching. Play, the energy of play is very underestimated in this world of seriosity. And what I've discovered, my greatest results and manifestations always took place when I was just being easy about it and when I was just having a good time. And so, and, and as I've watched this, because I'm very strategic with, with um, like, watching what are the things that I wanted in my life and then there were these big plot twists where suddenly like my life changed dramatically for the better huge victories and I was always in awe that wait I wasn't sitting there with my vision board like trying to make it happen anymore I was just busy having a good time and and really saving the present moment from unnecessary negativity and so that's really the premise of the game is how many moments can you save from unnecessary negativity and when we play from that space and you do everything that you can to catch yourself out switch it lift it quack water up a duck's back we have all of these little playful things as a potato drop it like it's hot you know like there's it's all silly but the the wisdom in it is active and and these are modalities to assist you to do it in the present moment because it's beautiful to sit in the morning session and to go deep, learn, study, meditate and all of that. But how's about when you're in the traffic jam or when you're at work or when you're like doing life? 
where is your wisdom in that moment? You know, and so part of the reason why we created like such an entertaining curriculum is that it's catchy and it's easy to remember. I have so many people now who use the word momentarist in a sentence and it blows my mind. <laughs> I'm like, like they've, they've got it going on or they, they're, um, they are, you know, no, no now ninja will work for free. You've got to pay your ninja. And they all talk about paying their ninja the proper amount of attention because that's the currency, you know, and it's, it's so fun. Like the culture of it is really in this beautiful flow now. And I've really seen the wisdom of creating playful, catchy things that are easy to remember that just assist you to like be more expanded, willing, forgiving, loving, patient, like whatever it is, whatever vibes you are needing to activate and to represent more of we find ways to make it catchy so that you so that you do play your game you know and yeah it's been a lot of fun and it's been you know really 20 years in the making in so many ways it's mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot of fun yeah. oh my god <laughs> i freaking love it and it keeps growing and expanding like, yeah, um, it really does oh <laughs> I remember so like 15 years, however many years ago, yeah. um, you were over and you're like, can I, you know, you, you were reading snippets of your book and, yeah. and, and it was just already, there was so much richness there. And it's, it's really beautiful to witness how it continues to deepen and how it works. Like it really, you know, there's a reason why that's like built into humanity like stories work it's storytelling that like teaches us so it's it's yes. genius to right. to come from that angle where like actually our biology as well like is drawn to stories and to games because there's something like we know we're gonna right. we're gonna learn something but like it's fun i love yeah. it it's so good it's yeah so good. it's it's the it's is the ancient form of teaching is yeah. sitting around fires telling tales and it's true yeah. that I could sit and give you information of metaphysics and it's and it's exciting and you can write notes and whatnot but I know that if I tell you a story about a genie a needy genie that when you rub the lamp and he's asking for stuff and you're like what is this I got a dud genie <laughs> and then you work out like when you give to the genie. But then through your generosity, that's what gives you the abundance. That's an easier thing to remember mm -hmm. in this life than blocks of information. Totally. You know? and yeah. I've seen it young and old. You know, it's, just, yeah. it's a very beautiful thing to reactivate during yeah. this time in human history. Especially. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're coming towards the end. And there's a bunch of things that I, that I wanted to cover, but... Um, I'm curious around the, the, you've worked with so many people by now. There's a few themes that you and I are working with. Um, and I'm also wondering, like, you know, what would be some life themes that the people listening would be dealing with? We're going to launch this episode around Mother's Day, but it's obviously going to be live forevermore yeah. thereon. Um, but around, you know, the theme of, of motherhood, the, the, a few a few pieces come in that maybe we could play with a little bit of what what could yeah. help um people out there that that are kind of working around certain stories and maybe you can help me out in like shaping some some patterns that we could play with like one that that comes to mind is like the sense of nurturing because even yes. as i woke up this morning and 
I'm not a mother yet. And still there was like, oh my God, my life is so full and I haven't slept enough lately. And, 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 you know, I was like, oh, now I, there was a thought in me. It's like, now I, I gotta do this. And then I was like, wait a second. This is what I've always wanted to. I get to create and I get to be with amazing people and I get to, but, um, so one theme that I feel we could look into is that understanding of like, I have no space for myself and things are so full. Um, And then the other area that comes to mind is, you know, people out there who are aching for a sense of motherhood or creation or belonging. um, And, and and there's an ache towards that because they feel they don't have that. Cause I know mother's day also brings that up for a lot of people. Um, I'll kind of hand it to you what yeah. what you're thinking um sure comes yeah. up. what comes up for me straight away is the the energy of the female in general mm-hmm. we are and and I, when I say the female I mean the feminine and it's in men also but there is a there is a level of service loaded and coded inside of us whether we like it or not, actually. And when we think of Mother Earth and the way that she just keeps bringing the air and keeps bringing the water and keeps bringing the fire and keeps bringing the rocks. And, you know, there is there is a relentless, inexhaustible um, service posture that's coming from that divine Mother Nature. And, and so when I think about what can we activate in us is really making peace with the service posture. We are all in service to each other, actually. There is not a day that goes by on some level where you're not served by someone or you are serving someone. We, we, this, there is this lovely exchange that's, that's just constant. And so when it comes to the exhaustion and feeling like, oh, not having time, you know, and not having space for the self i would what what comes to mind is really when when something is lacking i always go to like well how can i give that energy on some level and so i would recommend for even if you're if you're feeling exhausted because you're in the nurturing position for someone else whether it is that you're an actual mother or whether you're mothering a team of people or you're just looking after people, dogs, plants, whatever your gig is, right? To to take a moment and, and not underestimate the power of like a little micro meditation, stand on the earth. You know how we don't have time? You've got mm. 60 seconds though, <laughs> really, you know? And so to stand on the earth, barefoot if possible, but just, and, and to just notice the inexhaustible service of the nurturing and the goodness that's coming at you. Because the, you know, that, that part of us is in overflow and then if it's not overflow, right, but we're in service and it becomes a hemorrhage, that's what exhaustion is, that's what overwhelm is, that is what feeling I'm uh, not seen, heard, loved, validated, you know. And so, of course, we need to fill up our own cups in some level. And what I want to recommend is the supercharged version of that for busy people is this stand and do... 60 seconds of a quality acknowledgement of the unending overflow that's coming at you from everywhere. 
whether it's just the air that you're breathing, acknowledge that there, there is a givingness of the living intelligence of life that is constantly giving to you. And just give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, because what you're doing, you're reflecting and revealing that cosmic pattern in your world, in the way that you're serving others. And so really it's an, it is an equal exchange. And through, through just acknowledging that and giving yourself that 60 seconds, we can fill our cups really quickly. Mm-hmm. It's like a little perception correction, right? You mm-hmm. just you raise that energy and really just give great thanks. Just be mm-hmm. in true gratitude and appreciation for the goodness that keeps coming at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those who are feeling wounded and wanting to mother, be the mother where you are, you know, and if you happen to live on an island on your own and it seems impossible, then then be the one to water those plants with the absolute graciousness of giving lively spiritual goodness. You know, there's mm-hmm. we can we can activate the that feeling of of the you know that that desire to to be the mother. I have a saying in Nowism: be to become. If you want to become a great nurturer, then be one now. Find creative ways to activate that part of your soul and, and watch how the universe like responds to that because it is a dance and it's, and it's all very much on track and you are seen, you are loved, you are heard, you are validated and just by you like, like taking that position with yourself first, then, then the universe can respond. Yeah, acknowledge mm-hmm. you first and then the rest will be given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah last little piece i just want to honor and celebrate um the pieces you are wearing that you picked as part of this episode (laughs) um yeah Yeah. and the old favorites (laughs) i know (laughs) i know adorned with ananda um because you know we both have been witnessing each other's journey for a long time and in a way these creations have so much of that intention as well right of like what yeah. are the little reminders they're like the wearable post-it notes right <laughs> like the yes. things that that we need to yeah hear and i'd love to hear just a couple moments of what what these pieces mean to you yeah, for me, it was funny because I didn't really go with the whole moon piece, but you told me like I picked two full moon pieces. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, they, they represent what it is to just have a relentless shine, you know, no, mm-hmm. no matter how dark it is, to be just absolutely in absolute fullness and wholeness. And, and that mystical magic of like the, you know, the moonstone is so like, it's just so beautiful and it's a lot softer than what I would have bought in the past right I would have been like you know you're sort of more like your labradorite or some of those darker colored pieces but I feel that there is a there is an opportunity for these talismans for me to be truly reminded to align and and to honor emotions but to be bright and to and to not um worry about whether my bright light is sort of intimidating to people they must just put on sunglasses you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know if if it is intimidating there's a good chance that actually at the end of the day it is inspiring and um, right 
Yeah. And I want to acknowledge you. You are inspiring. Mm. The first time I met you, you were in a cafe in Bali. I was there and you leaned over and you said, excuse me, I'm building this logo. I just want your opinion, this one or this one. <laughs> and I just think about like, oh my goodness, how far you've come. Like Ananda was oh, just an idea. Yeah. And, and look at you, look at how much you have absolutely been in this huge unfolding of, mm. of talisman creating, of meaning, the amount of like amazing you know, artists that you support in Bali, all of those families. It's It really has been mm. so extraordinary to just watch you unfold relentlessly, like letting your superhero powers express. Mm. So even though I know you've had challenges over the years, the truth is your, your light is way brighter mm. than the darkness that you have experienced. And I, mm. I know that every single one of those challenges has just activated you more and more to create more beauty that we mm -hmm. get to share. You know, so mm -hmm. thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Thank you. It makes me giggle. I'm like, um, you know, when I mentioned, oh, I, I need to like show up for something like the, but the marketing was like, we need you to record a video for the, these new rings. They're, they're called from darkness to light. And I'm about to do that. Like once we complete this and, and it's just also so interconnected, you know, for you just to, well, everything we just spoke about, but yeah, thank you for, for seeing that as well. And, you know, the work that goes into always remembering that, yep, there's dark moments and yeah. there's the light keep shining. I love that you pick the shine pieces. Yeah. It's so, yeah. it's so you and, and yeah, I just keep seeing you brighter and brighter and brighter. I'm so incredibly grateful for you. Oh, no bless words. You. Yeah. Likewise. Um, you know, that's not very much in the now, but I'd, I'd love to hear what's coming down the pipeline for you in terms of creations. Uh -huh. um, how so can much. people find you? <laughs> I know, right? Well, on a human level, so much life. I'm leaving America at the moment and I've, I have a beautiful fiance mm. and we're moving to Australia and that is huge. We're exporting dogs and we're getting married and it's going to be the most outrageously quirky wedding ever. So a lot of that in the, in the mix. Doing a Bali retreat this year, which might interest mm. some of your human people out there. Like if you want to come and be a part of a, a mindfulness journey that is a lot of laughs and a lot of fun, but dive into the culture of the Balinese who are the most present of us all, actually. You couldn't get a more Nowism culture. Then, um, yeah, please check that out. Otherwise, yeah, lots of writing this year. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of greatness in the fable side of things and um, a, an oracle deck and yeah we're, we're working towards making the larger story big story of free will and so yeah there's a lot of a lot of fun we have weekly classes with nowism you know um there's the nowism the game of nowism fundamentals is currently an online course so that's available too but yeah all your people can look me up um instagram's probably a good way to do that cat nowism with a k k-a-t nowism i'm also on facebook um <laughs> what else yeah yeah we're, we're gonna definitely put all the links in the show notes yeah. and the information about the retreat as well yeah, yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah but anyone who's um felt moved by our 
session today, please send me a message. Tell me what you're going through. I love hearing human stories. <laughs> and yeah, I love Amazing. connecting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> Big loves. Aww. So much love to you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Sensitive Matters. If you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you have a chance, please rate and review if you're listening via Apple Podcast, as it really helps more people discover the show to listen to these incredible conversations. This podcast is brought to you from Bali and made possible by my ethical jewelry company, Ananda Soul. You can check out our website and all of our ethically handmade jewelry at anandasoul.com. You'll also receive a $15 gift card on your first purchase when you subscribe to our newsletter, so make sure not to miss out on that as well. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to sharing more of Sensitive Matters with you.